The following information is intended for educational purposes only. It is not medical advice. The views expressed do not necessarily reflect those of A Root Awakening International, nor this broadcaster. Should you choose to implement this information, please do so only with the assistance of a licensed medical professional. Neither the presenter, nor A Root Awakening International, nor this broadcaster assume any responsibility for any adverse effects or consequences that may result. There's so much confusion about what we eat. A lot of that comes from misinformation about our food's nutrient value, effects on our health, label information, and even the very science we base our food choices on. Just like the tobacco industry lied to us about the dangers of cigarettes, the same untruths, cover-ups, and deceptive practices are occurring in the food industry. Vani Hari, also known as The Food Babe, blows the lid off the lies we've been fed about the food we eat. Her new book, Feeding You Lies, has just been released, and she's about to give you a health awakening. Welcome to The Health Awakening. I'm your host, Scott Laird. Her name is Vani Hari, but you may know her as the food babe. She makes health her number one priority, but it wasn't always like that. She was a candy addict, drank soda, never ate green vegetables, frequented fast food restaurants, and ate an abundance of processed food. Her typical American diet landed her in the hospital with a health crisis, and that's where everything changed. Today, thanks to her multi-million member social media following, she has pressured multi-billion dollar companies like Kraft, Chick-fil-A, Starbucks, Chipotle, Subway, uh, Panera Bread, and Budweiser to change their ingredients. She's been featured on Dr. Oz, Good Morning America, CNN, Fox News, The New York Times, and more. And her book, The Food Babe Way, is a New York Times bestseller, and she has now a, a brand new book called Feeding You Lies. Mani Hari, welcome to The Health Awakening. Thank you so much for having me, Scott. You know, I, just, I was thumbing through your book, and I found all kinds of things you want to talk about, but first thing I wanted to talk about was uh, your book is said to be a blueprint for living your life without preservatives, artificial sweeteners, additives, food dyes, or fillers. Now that seems kind of difficult, but is it really? No, it's actually not. You know, one of the things that I realized um, when I started going through my health crisis and started to really pay attention to the food that I was eating, I realized that the majority of foods uh, that I was eating were full of processed chemicals that were full of additives that the food industry was using to create a certain benefit for them, but not really benefit my health. And if you look at the chemicals that have been invented over the last 50 or so years, they've been invented for one sole purpose, and that is to improve the bottom line of the food industry. Hmm. And so they're not making them so that we avoid disease or we get fitter or we feel healthy. It, they're really making it for them. And so once you realize that and you start to learn these ingredients and what to look out for when you buy um, packaged processed goods, you will start to change your body just based on making sure that what you're actually putting in your body is real whole natural foods and I actually show you how to do that not only in my last book, Food Babe Way, but in this book, I teach you all of the tactics and um, propaganda that the food industry uses to continue to sell us unhealthy products so that the next time there's a new health phase craze or a um, new diet that um, gets invented that everybody's on, you can kind of see through um, and, and, and understand what's really fact from fiction. Yeah, and one interesting point regarding that is uh, gluten-free. Now, as you mentioned in your book here on page, where are we, 131, that 
yeah, even though gluten-free, it seems healthy because it's billed as healthy, uh, you say here, many gluten-free foods are full of processed junk. And I find the same thing with vegan foods. You know, a vegan sausage or whatever, even because we're used to eating sausage, what, we want something vegan. Yeah. It's packed with all kinds of junk. Yeah, any of these labels that um, you see on grocery store shelves that are trendy labels like gluten-free or vegan, um, they put those on products to not only um, get that segment of people that are on that diet, but to make their products look like they have a health halo around them when a lot of times they are the same processed ingredients that are in the wheat products or the non-vegan products, but they just take out one or two ingredients to make them vegan or gluten-free. Case of gluten free, it's just gluten, right? And so, um, one of the problems with the gluten free industry and and what they've done is, I mean, it's now over a billion dollar industry to buy, you know, to make a gluten free product, and gluten free. Uh, unfortunately, doesn't mean completely healthy. There's uh, ingredients that are used in gluten-free products like white rice and tapioca starch and uh, other uh, refined carbohydrates that actually spike your blood insulin levels just like they would if you were to eat enriched white flour. Right, and a lot of people are see, they're not seeing that, that the brown rice has a history of having arsenic in it. Yeah. And the tapioca st uh, starch just doesn't have anything in it. It's just kind <laughs> of a, like a nothing food like sugar, really. Yeah. You know, exactly. and something interesting I found out too when we were talking earlier about uh, these ingredients that are in American products, but not not necessarily in other products. Recently, on your Instagram page, uh, which is at Food Babe, is that right? At the Food Babe. At the Food Babe, you had a comparison with Heinz ketchup in the U.S. versus that in the U.K. And being from Canada, I know that it's also the same in Canada as the U.K. We don't have high fructose corn syrup in the ketchup. So what's the difference there? Do we really need this stuff in the ketchup? Yeah, I mean, this is just a perfect example when you compare two different um, countries' products side by side. It's the same product, it tastes the same, um, and we're using high fructose corn syrup and natural flavoring and corn syrup here in the United States, but uh, in other countries, they're just using like the basic stuff, like sugar and spices, etc. And 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 one of the ingredients, the the corn, is actually coming from genetically engineered crops that we subsidize here in the United States. And those crops are actually from patented seeds that are created to withstand heavy doses of Monsanto Bears chemical called Roundup. And uh, Roundup actually contains an ingredient that the world health organization has deemed a probable carcinogen. It's called glyphosate. Mm. This is something that is being sprayed on 80% of our food in the United States. And that's why, you know, you, you, I'm concerned about ketchup having this ingredient because ketchup is in every restaurant. It's in every fast food chain. It's on every, uh, anywhere you look, you find Heinz ketchup. And they really almost have a monopoly in restaurants. Um, and I think people need to start bringing their own ketchup to uh, restaurants. And, and when they eat out and definitely at home stop buying Heinz mm -hmm. ketchup because there's unfortunately a lot of new ketchup um, companies that are coming about that are actually not even putting sugar. Uh, Primal Kitchen is one example that I love. They just got bought actually by Kraft Heinz. So, you know, mm. I think Kraft sees the uh, trending um, behavior of consumers knowing that we're finding out the truth about their products. Interesting. Well, we're talking about watching your labels, your food labels with Vani Hari. We'll be back with more from The Health Awakening. Stay with us.
and welcome back to The Health Awakening. We've been talking with Vani Hari about looking at your food labels and really scrutinizing what's in the stuff that you're eating. Uh, specifically, we were talking about Heinz ketchup and the fact that there's high fructose corn syrup in there, and people say, well, what's the big deal? But corn, as you mentioned, a lot of it is genetically modified, and there again, people say, well, what's the big deal? Having worked in an ad agency, and I actually did advertisements for gen genetically modified canola, you and I both know that it's not necessarily the genetic modification that's the problem. It's the fact that because of the genetic modification, farmers can spray five to 10 times more pesticide and herbicide on these crops, and it doesn't hurt anything, and all that concentrated junk ends up in your food. Yeah, absolutely. And that those residues have a real problem in our bodies. I mean, you know, Monsanto was just recently sued in California for non uh, for causing non-Hodgkin's lymphoma for a man and the, the man won and he won millions and millions of dollars in the settlement and there's thousands of other cases that are being filed as a result. And so there's real harm um, when these uh, chemicals are being exposed to humans. Now, these companies, we find out what's going on with them uh, and especially you with all your following and you know you can go on Instagram and say hey folks we've got a problem here here's a petition sign it and you can get 50,000 signatures like that because of your following so i'm assuming that food companies find that a threat is it? Yeah, absolutely. You know, at first, I was very naive when I started blogging. I thought if I just tell the truth and share this information, these companies will change and everyone will benefit. But I didn't really, really think about the impacts that um, these changes make to companies in terms of the millions and millions of dollars they lose as a result of these changes. They have to change their products. They have to buy more expensive ingredients. And they're not happy about this. They don't want the public to know what's really happening behind the scenes in the food industry. They don't want us to know that a lot of their products are full of additives that are just fake processed chemicals and not real food. And so they don't like someone like me. And because they can't really attack my message because it's the truth, they attack me as the messenger. So a lot of times if people now share an article of mine or um, uh, share me on some type of mainstream news media outlet, you'll see what they call an AstroTurf campaign that is really um, uh, an, a rapid response team of online profiles that will go and try to um, hurt my credibility uh, with ever, whatever outlet it is, whether I'm on the cover of a magazine, whether I um, am on this show. I'm sure in the YouTube comments, you're gonna see tons of trolls trying to say that I'm pseudoscientific, I'm a fraud, I'm a fear I tell lies. They'll say, she's the one feeding you lies. You know, right. they'll try to say all these things. But when you dig down deep and you try to question a lot of these trolls, you'll realize that even some even try to say that Roundup is safe and that you can drink it. I mean, it's completely ridiculous once you see what the motive is behind these people. But what it does is it casts a doubt in a person's mind that is a bystander, someone that hasn't been convinced of this yet. So they're trying whatever they can do. I mean, they're desperate right now because they are losing um, the awareness uh, that's growing. I mean, they're losing the battle in terms of we have social media on our side. You know, we don't need uh, CNN anymore to broadcast our ideas. We can do that right here on, on social media, on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. And that's what makes social media so powerful is that we can get these ideas out and show people the research and the studies and the backing of 
you know, these chemicals and the harms they have and the fact that other countries have completely eliminated them and banned them from their food supply and that we're still using them here in the United States should tell people like, whoa, wake up, what's happening at the FDA? You know, there's this underlying assumption that Everything we produce in this country in terms of a food additive has go, goes through some rigorous safety testing that the FDA is looking and safety testing and looking at long-term studies of all of these additives. That's not happening. They don't have the manpower to do it. They actually rely on the food companies themselves to submit the safety data. And a lot of times the food companies, well, obviously have a conflict of interest, but also they look at very short-term um, data, like three months, six months exposure to a lot of these chemicals, not the long-term effects. And so that's what I'm concerned about. I'm ex concerned about the high rates of heart disease, cancer, diabetes, autoimmune disorders. I want it, the reason why I'm so passionate about getting the truth out, no matter how much I'm attacked as a messenger of change and as an activist, is because I don't want people to feel like I used to feel. And I know I walked around for most of my life like a zombie on eight or nine prescription drugs, and I know that that doesn't have to happen. I mean, I got off every single one of my prescription drugs when I changed my diet. And I feel so much better than I did in my early 20s. And if everyone can feel that way, I think they should know the truth. Absolutely, and I think you, you nailed, nailed it on the head is that uh, they're fighting a losing battle, these companies, because social media is, even if they cast doubt on, on this YouTube uh, video, <laughs> uh, you know, there, there's people out there going, no, I know what that is, that's a troll, and people are wising up to this, and, they're, and that's why the companies are under the scrutiny that they are, because people are waking up to the health benefits, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely, and this is the, one of the reasons why I wrote Feeding You Lies, because I wanted people to know the tactics the food industry deploys to keep us in the dark about food. Mm, awesome. Well, we're talking with Vani Hari, the author of Feeding You Lies, and it's a very interesting read. I encourage you to get it, but we'll be back with more with Vani Hari on The Health Awakening. Stay with us. The Chronological Gospels Bible is changing lives all over the world putting everything the Messiah did in exact chronological order and explaining the behind-the-scenes truth of what the Messiah did, when he did it, and why. The timing of it all means everything. And now, the Chronological Gospels can be easier on your eyes. The larger print edition features 40% larger type, and every page appears exactly the same as the original so you can follow along with others who have the regular size version. The Chronological Gospels larger print edition also has wider margins to write notes, and the premium quality paper means you can highlight without soaking through. Plus, the larger print edition lies flat, so you can teach without having to hold the book open. The Chronological Gospels larger print edition is a big and beautiful coffee table book measuring a full 12 inches tall and nine inches wide. Study the Bible with clarity and ease. I love the size of this book. This is nine by 12. The paper is, is perfect because it doesn't bleed through when I write on it. I can mark it up and I always make notes in all my Bibles. Everything is the same place as it is on the smaller version and I can just stand back and I can teach from it and it's just, it's the perfect size. I pray thee. Of whom speaks this prophet? Order the Chronological Gospels larger print edition by phone or online. You'll get 40% larger type than the original. 
Call 800-788-7887. That's 800-788-7887. Or get the Chronological Gospels Bible Larger Print Edition online at arudeawakening.tv slash large. And welcome back to The Health Awakening. Uh, We've been talking with Vani Hari, the author of Feeding You Lies, about the uh, long-term effects of some of the things that's in your food. And uh, Vani, we can't tell these things over three or six months. Like you said, you're more concerned about seeing the long-term effects of these things. And uh, you you mentioned that people will uh, criticize you for not having a PhD or something like this. But I mean, I would beg to differ because in the back of your book, I counted and there are 31 pages of references to the information that you provide in your book. So this is real stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And I I invite people to go and look up those references and read the material for themselves and see if they come up with different conclusions. But, and and it's it's amazing um, that, you know, I'm not the first one to really look at a lot of this data. There are a lot of scientists out there that work for nonprofit organizations and consumer advocacy groups that are trying to safeguard our human citizens and across the globe by telling people the truth about a lot of these chemicals. I'm just a powerful messenger of change because of the social media following that I have, and that actually drives the needle much faster than some of these nonprofit organizations in some, in some cases, and so that's why I'm such a threat to the food and chemical industry. And, you know, what was really interesting is through my research, I had to submit Freedom of Information Act requests. Um, This is something that any American can do uh, in America. You can also do it in Canada to public data and and get information. And through my correspondences between, uh, or through my requests of correspondences between specific individuals that would attack me in the media, I was able to see that For example, a third-party independent university professor that seemed like he was just, you know, against me because he was a a geneticist or a food scientist, I thought, well, you know, okay, I get it. But what I really found behind the scenes is that that these scientists and university professors were working hand-in-hand with the food companies themselves as a communications expert Mm. out in the field to promote their agenda. So... One of the emails that I came across is actually featured on foodbabe.com. It was an email between the Coca-Cola executives and the FDA on how to address online movements at, like the Food Babe Army. And so, you know, seeing right there in black and white that uh, Coca-Cola is emailing back and forth with the FDA trying to stop the momentum of change and uh, 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 momentum of trying to change our ingredients and increase public awareness, which is very startling to see that. And there's so many examples like that in the book where I've, sh- I've shown you that the university professors that ended up in the Atlantic and the New York Times as the antagonist in the story when they would feature the work that I was doing or the work that we've been able to accomplish, uh, those people were being paid by some of the biggest food and chemical corporations in the world. You know, you mentioned too that well. In some, in some of the studies, I mean, that, that's another way to uh, to spot it too. Dr. Michael Greger, who's also been on this show, he points that out a lot on his vlogs. That, that you know, you've got to look at who who sponsored the study. Yeah. Because there's a lot of conflict of interest there, especially between, like you say, Coca-Cola and and the, you know, who's in charge. And uh, so how people may say, okay, Ronnie, well, you have these sort of ways of finding this information, but how can average Joe spot fake news about their food? Yeah. You know, a great example of this is 
is actually recently there was a headline that said coconut oil isn't healthy and it's never been. And this was all over mainstream uh, media, the newspaper, social media. It was a campaign against coconut oil actually being paid for by the canola and corn industry. <laughs> and so it, it was just insane to see this. And so if you don't look deep and to see who actually is funding the study and who's behind some of these associations that they push this information through. At the front of the book, I talk about all of these front groups that the food industry uses in order to um, convince the public of a certain uh, of a certain thing that they think is healthy or the way uh, what you should be buying, and they use these front groups as um, as like independent sources. So you'll see, for example, a great example is American Council for Science and Health person who doesn't write about this all the time may hear that and say, oh, wow, this is a council that cares about our science and health. They sound very, very nice. You know, I should believe them. But really, they're being paid by Coca-Cola behind the scenes to try to convince us that we're not exercising enough as Americans. And that's the reason why we have heart disease, diabetes, and obesity, not because we're drinking too much soda. Yeah. And ironically, the same thing happens with, uh, you know, cancer campaigns and things like that. There, there are huge companies behind there uh, that are depending on the money coming in uh, for, well, I'm going to donate to cancer research. They're trying to find a cure. They're not trying to find a cure. They're trying to find different ways to create drugs. Yep. It's the same thing. Yeah. Uh, so now let's go through some of the, the fake um, things people can find on their labels, like all natural or maybe non-GMO. Yeah, anything that you're going to see on the front of a package is usually there to convince you to buy a product. So the most beneficial thing somebody can do is just turn over the package and read the actual ingredients. And I say, if you don't know what an ingredient is or why it's there, you need to put the product back on the shelf. Like if you see this long word like monodiglycerides and you have no idea what that is, maybe you shouldn't be eating it. And you know what? That ingredient, monodiglycerides, is actually a sneaky way that the food industry is still allowed to sneak trans fats in our food, even though the trans fats are banned. Mm, interesting. That's that's a good one. And also, you know, all natural doesn't mean anything. I always tell people, you know, well, plutonium is all natural. It's found, <laughs> it's found in nature. It doesn't mean a thing. Yeah. Uh, so that's just very interesting interesting stuff that people can do. And, you know, also, we're, we live in the internet age. I mean, goodness. You can look up that name and find out what it means. Yeah, you, you can educate abs yourself. Absolutely. And so I think every time you sit down to eat, you need to ask yourself, what are the ingredients I'm eating? And if you don't know what they are, Google it, find out. And then you may start to make different changes uh, about what you're actually putting on your plate. Now make, uh, speaking about making changes, we're going to get into that next. Well, we were talking with Vani Hari about her new book, Feeding You Lies. We're going to get into the 48-hour toxin takedown next. Stay with us. And welcome back to The Health Awakening. We have just a couple of minutes left, so we want to talk about the 48-hour toxin takedown, which is found in uh, your book, Feeding You Lies. What is that? What's it all about? Well, after you finish reading this book, you're going to become your own health and food investigator. You're going to use those tools in a 48-hour period to completely rid your pantry and clean up your life. You're going to get all the food additives out of your diet, and you're going to start to use the recipes in the back of the book to eat a whole, real, organic diet. I show you all how to do it. I give you step-by-step -step instructions. And then I also leave you with a three-question detox, a simple three questions you ask yourself every time you sit down for your meal. 
<laughs> All right, Vani, thank you for joining us today. Thank you. All right, thank you for joining us today as well. Our guest has been the food babe, Vani Hari. You can follow her on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, pretty much anywhere on social media. That's where she does her thing. And you can sign up for her free weekly newsletter, as I have. It's at foodbabe.com. And of course, you can get the new book, Feeding You Lies, available everywhere books are sold. We'll see you next time for another Health Awakening. Thank you for joining us today on The Health Awakening. You can catch the replay of this episode and see our complete show schedule at healthawakening.tv. For more information about our guests today on all they have to offer, please visit their website on the bottom of your screen. And please remember the information you saw today is for educational purposes only. It is not medical advice, nor do the views expressed reflect those of this broadcaster. Should you choose to implement this information, please do so only with the assistance of a licensed medical professional. Neither the presenter nor this broadcaster assume any responsibility for any adverse effects or consequences that may result. Thank you.